much for tuning in. I am telling you, go out and buy Twyla's book, Big Brother in the Exam Room, The Dangerous Truth About Electronic Health Records. You've got to read this. And in fact, buy two copies of it. And and let's get it into the hands of some of the politicians. You've got a lot of Democrats who are are running on really stupid ideas. I told you this, whether it's amnesty or open borders or gun control or raising taxes or free college or whatever. But the idea that push towards single payer, that push towards uh, Medicare for all, we have got to shut that down. We have got to stop that. And and as Twyla pointed out to us, um, you cannot have a national health care system without a national data system, which is why these electronic health care records were put in place. And the only way you can protect your privacy is either A, pay cash, or B, lie. I mean, it's just it's just the craziest thing. You you know, we, we talk over and over and over again, and I know I haven't talked about it as much lately, but Obamacare, it, it just destroyed the individual market and the small group markets for health care. And, and when you replace uh, a state oversight of the insurance markets with, with a federal government overreach, it is just absolutely crazy. We have got to have every single word of Obamacare repealed. And you Republicans out there, you listen up. You lied to us for eight years. You lied to our faces. You told us you were going to repeal Obamacare. Yeah, you've eliminated a couple things. That's not good enough. Every single word has to be has to be repealed. You hear story after story after story about people who say, I'm paying $11,000 a year for bare bones. That's just to the insurance company, just to the insurance company. And then another $7,000 deductible before anything kicks in. Do you realize that impact on the economy? Do you realize that impact on individual families? I know a young lady now who pays a huge amount of money, twenty. 28 years old, pays a huge amount, outrageous amount of money every single month for a bare bones insurance uh, insurance premium. And then she has a $7,000 deductible. She ended up having um, a, a medical emergency, went in. She's looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of medical expenses. Thanks, Obamacare. Thanks, Democrats. Thanks, Republicans who vote like Democrats. It makes me just sick. It makes me sick when I think how much money people are throwing at insurance companies. They have all this expensive insurance that they can't use because of the co-payments, because of the deductibles. It is just absolutely ridiculous. Insurance, health care, health insurance premiums, that, that's not even, uh, it's not even an insurance premium anymore. It's managed care. It's exactly what Twyla was talking about. And you've got people like, like Aaron Murphy out there singing the praises of single payer of Medicare for all, and that's the direction that we have to go. I told you this before, Vermont, Vermont was going to have to double their entire state revenue to pay for this kind of stuff. Uh, last week we talked about um, who Maryland. Mar- the Baltimore Sun uh, said that if if Maryland went forward with their single payer or Medicare for all or whatever they want to call this ridiculous um universal health care stuff. They said Maryland's Department of Legislative Services calculated that the state would have to levy a 10% payroll tax against every business in the state and, and, and charge 
$2,800 fee for every man, woman, and the child and child in the state needed to raise the $24 billion. You hear these politicians with their big, stupid, empty promises telling us how great this is going to be. You know what? We heard that lie. We heard that lie before. We're not going to hear it again. It just, uh, every time I hear Murphy or Waltz or Swanson or Ilhan, Ilhan Omar or any of Keith Ellison talk about single payer, I want to grab them and strangle them by the neck, and I want to say, stop lying to us. You lied before. I, I, want, I want to make sure that we expose every one of these people for the frauds that they are. It just, it's, it's, we cannot get them, we cannot let them get away with this kind of, with this kind of lie. We have to hold them accountable, and we have to say, no way, enough is enough. And, and I told you before, the Democrats hate Trump. They're running on resist Trump. They're running on um, 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 single payer. They're running on amnesty. They're running on open borders. They're running on gun control. They're running on carbon taxes, more taxes, free college, net neutrality. Well, you know what? The voters showed that they weren't happy with Democrats in 2010, in 2014, and in 2016. And the last thing we need is politicians in office who are going to push single payer, who are going to push these horrible ideas that will just destroy our country. They'd, I mean, our country, our country was founded on freedom, people. Freedom. Freedom to make the choices that we, that, that we want to make. This is, it, it's just, oh, when I tell you this is such an important lesson, it is such a, a it's such an important election. I just cannot stress that enough. And I'll tell you something. The Democrats are working super hard. They're pushing their horrible message, their message of really bad ideas and fiscal responsibilities. And they're pushing their message of government control. You know what? I don't need their help. I don't need Democrats to micromanage every single aspect of my life. I just don't. I can make these decisions on my own. But the Democrats are working really, really hard, people. And I was reading about some candidate for House down in the hmm, Rochester area. They had door knocked 2,500 houses, 2,500 houses, and then they were going out to the Olmstead County Fair. What are you doing to help get Republicans elected? Are you marching in parades? Are you making phone calls? Are you talking to your friends? Are you writing checks? What are you doing to to help get help get um, Repub- to help get anybody but a Democrat elected? I can't think of one Democrat I would vote for this time. Not one. You've got SEIU out there pushing uh, Minnesota families, whether black, white, or brown, all want pretty similar things: good jobs, affordable health care, and schools that allow students to reach their full potential. Yeah, we do. Those are the things that we all want. And you know what? Every idea the Democrats have hurts hurts the jobs, hurts hurts the businesses hurt, that provide the jobs. It they wrecked health care, wrecked health care. And look at our schools. Just look at our schools. Why would you vote for them? Why? Oh my gosh! And then you got Isaiah. Isaiah was out there. Um, they had a 
mm, I think they had a press conference this past week. They had 150 clergy and faith leaders from Christian and Muslim communities in um, in the Twin Cities and rural uh, rural Minnesota all got together and at a church in St. Paul, and they said we are committed to encouraging their congregations and members of faith to vote in the general election, but also to make commitments to pledge. Um, to pledge to get people involved in these issues. And the issues that they were pushing included a caring economy. I don't even know what that means. It means they want government to pay for a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, they, their major concerns in the state being the need for a caring economy that includes paid family leave, paid sick time, health care, elder care, child care, ending Islamophobia, dismantling mass incarceration, immigrant justice, and climate justice. Those are, are those the priorities that you want us to work on? Are, are those the pri- priorities? Really think about that. Oh, man, the immigrant community? Wow, are they going after Tim Pawlenty? Holy cow. They must think he's going to win the primary. I got news for him. He isn't going to win the primary. Um, they had, this was in one of the Spanish papers, actually. They talked about how Pawlenty used hateful when he started his campaign. Um, and remember, he didn't just jump into this race. He had his whisper campaign going for like two years. Then he rounded up a bunch of people and said, hey, guys, put together a million bucks so I can show how everyone loves me and they're going to throw money at me. I don't ever want you to forget Tim Pawlenty's track record for the eight years that he was governor. More importantly, I don't want you to forget that then he left Minnesota, went out east, and made boatloads of money. I don't fault him for that part. Good job, Tim Pawlenty. I'm glad you made boatloads of money. What did he do to help us in Minnesota? Did he help uh, elect Republicans? Did he help raise money for Republicans? Did he help the Minnesota Republican Party pay off any debt? No, he didn't. He used Minnesota as his stepping stone to his failed presidential run. And then you know what happened? He went off, made both loads of money, and then he comes back and says, oh, hey, remember me? I want to be governor again. No, hell no. I'm a never plenty. But the the... Can't, the commercial that you're seeing on TV that I think it was a Better Minnesota put together, the one about Tim Pawlenty cu- making drastic budget cuts to her disabled child, that is hurting Tim Pawlenty. And now you, they've lined up all these uh, immigrants here. Um, Alliance for a Better Minnesota has lined up all these immigrants, and they're starting to write letters to the editor talking about how um, at the start of his campaign, Pawlenty used hateful rhetoric and fear-mongering against immigrants, and they talk about how um, he did such a horrible job with Minnesota policies on health care and education and infrastructure. They always talk about the bridge falling down. Uh, they talk about how Tim Pawlenty left the $6.2 billion budget deficit, and now I'm kind of, I, I guess I'm not really surprised, but you're seeing Republicans uh, dredge up some old-time stuff on Tim Pawlenty where they talk about his renewable energy products, his regional cap-and-trade initiative, how they called him Governor Green Jeans. They talked about huge bonding bills. They talked about how he was against the Twin Stadium until he was for the Twin Stadium. You remember that, sitting on the floor of the, I think it was the Metrodome, sitting on the floor of the Metrodome in his Twins jersey, signing the bill into law. I almost wanted to throw up.
up then. Uh, the stadium subsidies drive me crazy. Ditto for light rail and commuter rail subsidies or uh, the minimum wage hike. The minimum wage hike was the one that got me crazy. Uh, so you're starting to see a lot of, and, and and sorry, folks, that isn't the 11th commandment. We're telling you, Tim, go away. We know if Tim Pawlenty loses, if, if he, when he loses this primary race on August 14th, we know, we know he will disappear and we won't see him until maybe he decides he wants to run again. It's enough to drive you absolutely crazy. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break. Did you just tell me to take a quick break, Stan? Yeah, he did. Because I have my, my, my pile of crazy ready to go. And, you know, there was so much more I wanted to talk to you about elections. Um, I am... You know what? We're just going to save it for next week because I really want to get into my pile of crazy. I really, really, really want to get into my pile of crazy. And these straw vans are driving me crazy. They're driving me crazy because I've been to restaurants now and I have to ask for a straw. (sighs) Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and (laughs) TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. everyone how you doing what a great day out there loving this uh, i can't believe our summer's half over i just can't Stop believe it. it okay no no plenty of time to have lots of fun left plenty of time all right so i got a crazy pile of government control crazy crazy just crazy absolutely crazy and i just want to ask people do you really want to put someone in jail because they handed out a straw really really Do you really want to find them? Okay, so San Francisco bans plastic straws. But think about this. They still hand out needles for junkies. Uh, Illegal aliens are are, are being registered to vote. And the city has an incredible homelessness and poop crisis going on. Uh, But you know what? Straws are banned. I'm just shocked at how insanely stupid these people are i want to know what's wrong with them and i want to know how we rein it in it really went over the edge um last tuesday santa barbara authorized jail time for handing out straws yes yes you heard me correctly Santa Barbara authorizes jail time for handing out straws. This bill was passed unanimously. That should trouble you. What is wrong with Santa Barbara? And by the way, it's not just limited to Santa Barbara either. Uh, Santa Barbara's ordinance is likely the most severe uh, ban, straw ban in the country. Seattle banned plastic straws earlier in the month, again, mandating a 250 fine for violators. Santa Barbara went way further than Seattle, saying that people could have jail time. Santa Barbara has not only banned plastic straws, but also compostable straws. And oh yeah, each individual straw counts as a separate infraction. So if someone got busted for handing out four straws, they could be facing Sir, put the straw years. down. Put the straw yeah. down. They could be facing years in prison. No, we know that's not going to happen. What are you in for? I'm in for murder. What are you in for? I'm in for robbing the bank. Oh, I gave out four straws. (laughs) It is just so stupid. I just can't, can't hardly stand it. 
So Reason.com came out and they said, um, you also have to understand what a small impact these straw bans are going to have on the environment. So again, they all these wonderful intentions, and it's just so out of touch, so ridiculous, so incredibly harsh. Uh, as Reason.com notes, straws represent only point. Zero two percent of the amount of plastic waste that is estimated to go into the ocean each year. What's more, the United States is responsible for about one percent of the total amount of plastic waste that's in the ocean overall. So not only is this ordinance not going to make a dent in the problem, but it could even create some harm because you're hearing now the straw bands are having a very negative impact on disabled people uh, who can't drink with, without them. Plastic straw bands, you're seeing them in um, their efforts to ban them in New York, San Francisco, Portland, Washington, D.C. It's only a matter of time before it hits Minnesota. Uh, You're also looking at colleges nationwide from Knox College in Illinois to the University of Portland to Duke University have already banned them. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about something. We heard we talked about San Francisco. We talked about um, Santa Barbara. We talked about several cities in California that are banning straws just last week have you seen the fires out there oh my gosh they are just oh now I'm looking at it on TV too um they're just incredible oh they're and they're not anywhere near contained but because of the high heat that they're having out there uh, Bloomberg came out last week and had issued a warning California was telling everybody in California no unnecessary lights set your air conditioners to 78 degrees or higher don't use major appliance uh, the residents California residents were being asked to do it Tuesday and Wednesday because it was going to get super super hot they said the su- Southern California California energy costs have reached the highest prices that they've ever seen. And you just ask yourself, wait a minute, they got all this solar, they got all this wind. What seems to be the trouble there? And yeah, it, I mean, it's it's just crazy. You know what they focus on? They focus on on straws. And I just want to back up to, for just a second here because I think Stan made a really good point saying, you know, they'll never enforce it. That's not the point. The point is that they could. The point is that they put a law that they have no that they have no intention of enforcing on the books. And do you remember that horrible, horrible uh, police shooting where the guy was shot because he was buying um, loose cigarettes? Do you remember that? It's going to be something exactly similar with the straws. They'll enforce it when they want to enforce it. And Stan, you're right. It probably won't be you or me. But you know they'll enforce it when they want to enforce it. Why would you give government that kind of power? Why would you want to live in a society that you would would wish that that one of your fellow citizens was going to go to jail for giving out a straw? Are you kidding me? And there were a lot of memes on the on the internet. There were a lot of really funny. um, I posted it up. It came out of reason.com. I posted it up on my Facebook page. I mean, some of them, I just, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. And they just, you know, just like 
like Stan did, that they're never going to enforce it, you know? Focus on the good intentions rather than the coercive powers uh, of government authority. You know, it, and, it, and it just makes me so mad that, that people don't look at that. If you're not going to enforce a law, it shouldn't even be on the books. When you mock laws like that, which, trust me, I will be mocking it, it, it distorts the whole entire system, if you understand what I'm saying. The bottom line is you, you don't want to put someone in jail over a straw. You don't want to fine them $250. Can you imagine being a waiter who handed out four straws and now all of a sudden you owe a $1,000 fine? How many hours are you going to have to work at your $15 an hour job if you still have it? Are you going to going to have to work to pay that? That is just it, it's just absolutely astonishing. And because the stupid never ends in California, uh, there's a bill in San Francisco that wants to prohibit new office spaces from having cafeterias. So they're going to pass another ordinance saying that apparently uh, the tech workers don't eat enough, eat out enough at the local restaurants. So they're going to ban workplace cafeterias and they're going to say any new place that comes in, uh, we want you to get out of the place and spend the money at the local businesses, which they're all trying to run out of business with the ridiculous straw bans and minimum wage bans and sick bans and all of that other kind of stuff. And you know what's next. You know what's next, right? They're going to have to ban brown bag lunches. And if you get caught bringing a bag lunch to work, look out. Whoa, we're going to get you. And of course... Not to mention the Ziploc sandwich bags. I know. Not to mention the Ziploc sandwich bags. Oh, they're Ziploc. They're plastic. They're going to have to ban that, too. It's crazy. It's out of control. And I just, you know, I, I will repeat, people, when is enough enough? When is enough enough? Coming up, uh, we're going to take a quick break here in a second, but coming up next, uh, a judge, a federal judge ordered Wisconsin to pay for gender reassignment surgery for two transgender Medicaid recipients. I want you to think about that, people. I want you to think about that. A judge ordered Wisconsin to pay for gender reassignment surgery. Really? Really? We have vets who have so many unmet needs. We have vets in the VA who need hands and feet and mental health treatment and and a long list of everything. They should, well, first of all, they have a long waiting list just trying to get in for the care that we need, that they need, that we promised them in exchange for fighting for our country. And now here you've got a Wisconsin judge who's saying, "Yeah, oh by the way, you got to you got to pay for uh, uh, Cody and Sarah Ann." Uh, gender reassignment surgery. Are you kidding me? And what are we going to do to stop this kind of stuff? What are we going to do to stop this kind of stuff? Stay tuned. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Really appreciate you tuning in on this beautiful, beautiful day in glorious Minnesota. Uh, we're talking, I'm, yeah, I'm digging up out of my pile of crazy and we're talking about, do you really want to jail someone over a plastic straw? 
Next out of my pile of crazy is Wisconsin is ordered to pay for gender reassignment surgeries. And I really want to know, how are we going to rein all this stuff back in? You've got a segment of of the population that just wants government to do everything, government to pay for everything. And we've really got, got to try to rein this back in and really focus on what is the role of government and what should be uh, firmly left in the private sector, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. I am so thankful and grateful for everyone who has served our country. Uh, some of them died serving our country. I am so thankful for the families of the people who served our country and and so, so that I can sit behind this microphone and talk about all the things that I talk about so I can pretend to be free every single day. But as I watch government, the size and scope of government expand, uh, I, I just get more and more frustrated and I'm like, what is wrong with you people? How, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to stand up and say enough is enough? So this past week, a federal judge has ordered Wisconsin to pay for gender reassignment surgery for two transgender Medicaid recipients. I will repeat again, uh, I don't care if you're talking about the VA, I don't care if you're talking about um, Medicare or Medicaid or Obamacare, I, I, I want all of it to go away. There are some areas where I think we might need government to step in. There are some areas where the where charity should be picking up a bigger portion of, of the responsibility and personal responsibility uh, to each and every one of us. But when you let government provide something for you, the government can tell you what they're going to pro- provide. They can give and they can take away and they can they make all these decisions that you should be making you. Uh, You and your doctor, your family, those are your decisions. So you've got a federal judge who ordered Wisconsin to pay for gender reassignment surgery for two transgender Medicaid recipients. Cody Flack, 30, and Sarah Ann McKenzie, 41, filed a lawsuit in April saying a state rule denying coverage for surgeries to treat gender dysphoria violates the Affordable Care Act and their right to equal equal protection. The state rule excludes coverage for undefined, undefined transsexual surgery, which was adopted in 1996. How did it make it that long? How did the state rule go undefined for so long is what I want to know. Remember this name. U.S. District Judge William Cody granted a preliminary injunction on Wednesday barring enforcement of the rule. He suggested the injunction could be expanded to include any transgender Medicaid patient whose doctor recommends the surgery. The likelihood of ongoing irreparable harm facing these two individual plaintiffs outweighs any marginal impacts on the defendant's stated concerns regarding public health or limiting costs in Conley's 39-page order. Uh, and what, what's really crazy about this, too, Flack, um, uh, Cody Flack, 30, could get his surgery in two or three weeks. In two or three weeks. So, sorry, Wisconsin, you go, you're going to have to fight this one. You're going to have to fight this one. Just because a federal judge says Wisconsin has to pay for it, that doesn't mean you have to. That means we need to take it further. And and Wisconsin legislators, get busy. Get busy. Uh, Flack 
who has, this is the 30-year-old guy who might get his surgery in two or three weeks. Flack, who has cerebral palsy, uses a motorized wheelchair and relies on supplemental security income, income for the disabled as his sole support. He first identified as a boy at age five, according to the lawsuit. Mackenzie is also, the other one, is also disabled and relies on supplemental security income. She has been living as a woman since 2012. The state's Medicaid budget, this is Wisconsin, remember, has a, the state's Medicaid has a budget of approximately $9.7 billion to cover 1.2 million eligible residents of which they estimate 5,000 of the enrollees are transgender. So, hey, Wisconsin, do something, or you could be paying for 5,000 transgender surgeries. How do you like that? Uh, Patty, you're up next. Hi, Patty. Hi, Welcome Sue, to the show. I'm I'm a little frustrated. Pile of crazy today. It's Sue, it's so crazy. I, I'm telling you, it's it's beyond belief. I know. Honestly, it, it, it is truly beyond belief, the scope of all of this. I don't know if you remember, I know a lot of people don't, but Nikita Khrushchev back in the 50s said, um, we will bury you from within. Right. And we won't even fire a shot. Right. Sue, they have buried us. They have buried us by getting into our education system and by educating our children and our children's children. And I want to tell you how crazy this is. I've had an ongoing online conversation with a friend of my son's who would be somebody in his 40s and he said that the right-wing lunatics hired antifa to represent the democrats to to throw a red herring because it's really it's really the republicans and the conservative movement in the country that is antifa not the democrat and liberal parties and i quoted him what Khrushchev said and he replied with there are no communists in the schools. I haven't seen any, and I thought, because you're too doggone stupid. Because you don't, they, yeah, yeah. Hit you in the face. They, they don't understand what a communist, when you ask people why, if they're in favor of socialism, so many of them say yes, because they can't define it. They don't Sue, know what it is. Sue, I'm telling you, the lunacy that comes out of these people's mouths is beyond words. Beyond words. It, 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 I just... I'm, I think I'm going to have to unfriend the guy. As much yep. as I like him, the lunacy that comes out of him and his friend's mouth is, you know, and I, I look at that. Is and there think, any way you can educate him? Any way? It's impossible. So, you know what? This guy, when I told him that it's too bad he suffers from white male guilt, uh. he said that I was a Nazi. Oh. And I was obviously, I was obviously um, prejudiced, and I... I wrote him back and said, how many black friends do you have? Because I've got quite a few. By the way, I met Jamar up at the convention. Oh, Jamar. Fun. Yes, he's that a sweetheart. Really, actually, that was fun. I, I ended up liking Jamar more than I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> so I, thought, I know. He's, an, he's a great guy. He, he says things that can, well, I think are really out there. Yeah. But, yeah, he is a great guy, and you should meet his family. They're amazing. Sue, so, as much as he's out there. He looks conservative compared to these people online. Well, this yeah. He's the face of the Democratic Party in Minneapolis. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's and and it, that's why I tell people you got to vote because this is, what we're seeing coming out of Minneapolis, that will impact the whole entire state of Minnesota, yeah. and we just need to wake up. They're, they're totally down for the one-world government. Yep. Can't see what communism is. They totally believe in it. 
Um, why, why, Patty? Why would you give that much control and power to a government? Why? Because they're really stupid, Sue. I, I'm telling you, this is a product of our education system. Sue, this is a result True. of the rest of us out here not running for school boards, yep. not getting involved in school elections, yep. sitting on the sidelines. Oh, that person looks like a fun person. Really? Really? Oh, I want to have a person with that. I want to have a beer with that politician. Oh, they're so nice when you meet them. Right. What's that? Betty, Betty McCollum yeah. was in my district when I lived in St. Paul. And all I could think of is who votes for these lunatic people? And well, and She's now not even nice to me. She's not even nice to me, Patty. Okay, I got lots of phone calls, so thank you, Patty. As always, I appreciate your comments a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Uh, Next up, Jim, you're up. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. Hi. Say, uh, you know, you really want to solve this problem. I do. It boils down to you got to make it so that we return to apportionment instead of progressive tax rates. Oh, the idea that you can rob your neighbor through government force, right. hire the government to be your thief. Yep. Okay, under apportionment, everybody pays the same dollar amount. Everybody will then, in turn, demand the same benefit. And now your representatives will truly represent you instead of special interests. I, I, I see where you're going with this, Jim, and I think you have a certain – there's a certain logic to it that you're right – but right now, we can't even get people to agree on if we should be counting illegal aliens in the census or not. I How do you ever that, think we're going to be able to rein that in? Well, think, think about it from this perspective. How long did it take William Wilberforce to, uh, to finally end the slave trade in the British Empire? How long? 40 years. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was a long haul. But it's not going to happen unless you start talking about it. True, true. You, you've got to set the little brush fire here and there and start talking about the reason and logic behind it for people to finally figure it out. The reason why Nikita Khrushchev could pound the table with this shoe and say, we're going to bury you from within is because he saw what happened with the tax code. He knew from history, what happens whenever democracies take over? I mean, here we are a republic, but we're functioning as a democracy. Exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people don't understand. Great comments, Jim. Good. You gave me a lot to think about. Thank, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, who's up next here? Lawrence, you're up next. Hi, Lawrence. Welcome. Hey, hey I, I want you to get your uh, writing pencil or pen and pad out. Okay. I'm going to share two things with you. I heard okay. that Judge Byer speak recently, and uh, he talked about what the Constitution is. And he said the Constitution is not statutory. Correct. The Constitution is this is how we will govern. Okay, and that really gets into what's the role of the federal government versus the state government. And add to that, here's a concept. There's a concept called negative rights. Yep. In, in how the Constitution was written. And basically, it says, we, the people of this country, give you, the federal government, these rights and only these rights, and everything else falls under the several, under the several states. Correct. The biggest, well, from my perspective, one of the biggest mistakes that we make is the populist sect wants Washington, D.C. to govern everything. And if you want that, 
then get rid of the Senate and just have uh, everything come out of Washington, D.C., because you won't have representation across the nation. So right. North Dakota means as much as California. And what's going to happen is you're going to have, what, three or four important states. Yep, California, California New, York, New York, Texas. Uh, Texas, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so as much as people complain about what is and isn't right about the United States, the concept of governance by the states, limited government by the federal government, the House and the Senate, and shared power between the three branches is absolutely brilliant. I agree. I agree, Lawrence. And you know what? Here, here's I, I, I totally understand where you're going, I, and I agree. Here's the part. We the people. We the people ha have, have let them take so much power and control of, uh, over us that I don't even think people would know how to live free anymore. Well, no, because the expectation is government will take care of it. Right. And when you go down that path, when you say we want to have health care for everybody, you're taking your information, you're taking your rights, and you're saying, government, you tell me what I can have. And and that's a dangerous path. It's so dangerous, Lawrence. And, I, and, and people like you and Jim and me and Stan, we and Twyla, we get it. And Patty, I mean, there's so many of us that get it, but there's so many that don't. It's just, don't. It's just astonishing. It's scary. scary. It is scary. Thank you. Appreciate your comments, Lawrence. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Al and Doug will be up first. Uh, Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. so much for tuning in. I can't believe the show's almost over. One more segment. We're talking about, I, I pulled my pile of crazy together. This is out of control crazy. It's supposed to be we the people. We have got an out of control government that is telling us that they're they're going to send people who, who hand out straws. Not only are they going to fine them $250 for each straw, but they're going to send them to jail. Send them to jail for some ridiculous invented problem about straws going up turtles' noses or in the ocean or whatever they're doing. Now you got a judge in Wisconsin who is ordering the state of Wisconsin to pay for gender reassignment surgery for two Medicaid recipients. And 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 people, when have you when have you had enough? How can you be okay with this? You've got so many people, especially Democrats or Socialist Democrats or whatever they're calling themselves nowadays. And, and honest to God, there is absolutely no part of our lives that they don't want to regulate and control. Absolutely no part. From health care to speech to plastic straws, you will conform, you will comply, and they will control you. There is absolutely no dissent allowed. And, oh, yeah, that party of tolerance, they are not very tolerant. It just drives me absolutely crazy. What's it going to take, people? What's it going to take? Have you had enough? How much of your life do you want government to control? How much? Ugh. All right. All right. Doug's next. Hey, Doug. Welcome to the Sue Jeffers Show. It's lovely to hear you again, Sue. <laughs> Hi. I hope we got a quick solution to the gender reassignment. Oh, what? Uh, defer some of the, uh, to take the, uh, the cost of the surgery out of the court's budget. Oh. Maybe they won't be so quick to say, yeah, go ahead. You guys got to pay for it. You know, I don't see why you couldn't do that. 
I, I, I don't. I mean, I think we're going to have to come up with something better. But you know what? Here's the thing. If government can give, government can take away. And, be, and, and when you're on Medicare or Medicaid or if you're at the VA, I get it. You know, it's government funding. They can say yes or they can say no. You don't get a judge that just comes right in and says, yeah, you're going to pay for all these gender reassignment surgeries. How about all our, our military personnel who have been injured in the line of duty, who are waiting for surgeries, who are waiting for care, who need mental health um, assistance, all these different things. And you've got this judge saying, saying, oh, yeah, we're going to pay for somebody's gender reassignment surgery. Oh, hell no. You know, I may have found it kind of flippant about it, but I thought if you're going to pass these kind of regulations or pass these rules, you might want to have, as they call it, skin in the game. They they should have some skin in the game, but you know what? We have to rein in some of these judges, too, and that can be done through legislation. It can also be done. I mentioned earlier in the show that Paul Thiessen was sworn in uh, as a Minnesota Supreme Court justice this week. And I told everyone, you should attend one of those swearing-in ceremonies at some point in time at the Landmark Center because it's really, really cool. Now, I'm sad it was Paul Thiessen that was getting sworn in, but that's a reminder why we never give up our right to vote for judges. We never give up that right because there has to be some sort of recourse, some way we can get back at them. And I talked a couple weeks ago about ways the Supreme Court could rein in some of these lower court justices. Mark Dayton's been sitting in that office for eight years appointing judges right and left. You know how long it's going to take us to get rid of all those crappy judges? Do you know how many court cases we're going to have to fight through the Minnesota system and send them on to the Eighth Circuit and maybe all the way up to the United States Supreme Court if we can? All that money, all that time, all that effort because you got le- you got judges who think they're legislatures, legislators. You got legislators who think they should control every aspect of our life. It is so out of control. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Appreciate your comments. Before I went off on that tangent, uh, Al, you're up next. Hi, Al. Hi. Hi. What you got? Some thoughts? Oh, just a couple of quick little things I've noticed over the last couple of years about okay. socialism in our schools. Okay. How about a sixth sixth grade uh, <clears throat> granddaughter comes home from school, and in her backpack <clears throat> is a little pamphlet about socialism what yeah yeah where'd she get that from school was it accurate no yeah i didn't think so well the thing was uh they they called them on it immediately and uh they said oh we didn't hand that out that was the first thing denial right the second the second you know then they got a couple other uh students parents involved and they all confronted them and said well it was a total mistake that wasn't supposed to be handed out that was their answer Total socialist pamphlet that just blew everybody away. (laughs) Just amazing. That that is unbelievable because it wasn't a mistake. They just got caught. Yeah. 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 And you know what? That's why I support school choice. That's why I'm 100% supportive of school choice. You look at what the Democrats have done to the schools. It's appalling. And I I can't believe, especially in like Minneapolis and St. Paul, even some of the tribal schools, but especially Minneapolis and St. Paul, what what they've done to those kids. It's it's year after year after year. They can't read. They can't do math. They graduate. And oh, they didn't get expelled from school. But are they ready to be productive members of society? Nope, they can't read, can't Hell do math. No. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Al. Appreciate hey, your comments. One other, oh, one, yeah. other, one other quick one. Sure. Uh, my friend's uh, daughter 
was wondering what all this logo on backpacks were in uh, Old Champlain Park High School. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. But uh, she did a little research on these Hmong gangs and what they had written on their backpacks. Oh, no. And, you know, proud to be gay and proud to be black. And she put on her backpack, proud to me, me. Oh, I love that, it. That was unacceptable. What? Damn near got thrown out of school. Oh, that's so Amazing. sad. Amazing. Yeah. Everyone in my family's been homeschooled. We've got airline pilots. We have paramedics. We have sheriffs. We have. It's just, yeah, no. Everyone in my family has stayed out of public school, and they're all succeeding immensely. Yeah, I, I do judging for the homeschool debates, and I did nationals just about a month ago. And I tell people it'll give you hope in the fu- hope for the future when you see how smart and how well educated these kids are. And then you oh, look yeah, at some of the they're way ahead of everybody else. Oh, and... way, way, way ahead! I keep telling my kids if I ever have grandkids, <laughs> I'll be happy to homeschool them for you. Happy to homeschool them for you. I think they, that scares them a little, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Al. Appreciate your appreciate your comments. And by the way, to to Al's um, was the friend. I don't remember what it was. I am happy to be me. I love that. I love that. And and you know the in, the intolerant left that just drives me absolutely crazy. We want to be individuals. We want to be. We want to march to our own drummer. And now the intolerant left just is yeah. Crazy, crazy. Well, I didn't even get to tell you about compensating illegal aliens or some interesting stuff we have at the state and local level. Stan, what's on your show? We have Jeff Johnson coming on. Oh We're going to talk gosh. outdoors. We're oh. going to have some fun questions and some serious ones. So. You be sure and tell him I was saying, Jeff Johnson, I want to talk to you when you're governor about the roads. Yeah, we'll, yep. well, we'll probably bring that up, too. And I, I hope we can get him out at the... Um, Dakota County Fair, too. It would be really nice to have. My first and possibly last political interview ever. I know. He's a great guy. You'll (laughs) like him a lot, Stan. You guys will have fun with him. All right, that's that's it. Next week, I'm sure I'll have a whole nother pile of crazy and things to things to talk about. But everyone have a oh, I didn't even get to tell you about my election judge training. Ah, next week, everyone have a great week. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 11:30, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Anyone, anyone.